Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... So 151. What's up, bro? Damn. 151, bro. See? 150 already snuck by. <laughs> 150. Oh, man. Well, 150 One... is when we started doing the uh, paid advertisement at the very beginning. Not the paid advertisement, but basically a little commercial for our Patreon, right? You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it sounded uh, pretty professional, wouldn't you say? Or a little commercial? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Great job on editing that, you know. It, yeah, we just it only had took that like, one long perfect take, you know, and I don't know why you had to cut it <laughs> up, you know. <laughs> it only took like fifty takes. <laughs> yeah. No, one fifty one yeah. I get I get kind of a headache because it reminds me of the time back in, in art school that Ooh. I had a bottle of one fifty Bacardi one fifty one. Bacardi one fifty one. Oh man. You know what? We used to I used to go to like Dave and Buster's out here and then there would be a shot that we would take called liquid cocaine, man, and it had one fifty one inside. And it had uh, <clears throat> it had something else, but you had to light it on fire. Have you ever yeah, I was going to say it's flammable. You can, <laughs> you can <laughs> light that shit on fire, man, and, and you drink it. It's like something. Yeah, that, I still can it. Taste only took it. me one time. It only took me one time. I was like, yeah, we're not going to do that one again. What about Everclear no. though? Everclear, I think, yeah, is the worst. Yeah, Ever, I had worse. experience with Everclear, um, but it wasn't as bad as 151 because I was I was aware. Of, of the Everclear situation. Wait, 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 wait. When you were you were out in you were out in Florida before, so basically the Everclear out there is like totally different than the Everclear over here because I heard that you can't actually get it like 151 proof, like the 75% alcohol out here or something like that. So it's only like 50% out here. So I don't know. Oh, you know what I mean? But that's why I, I, I have no idea. But uh, what I can tell you is my. Everclear experience was more educated than the 151 experience was, so therefore it was not quite as catastrophic. And, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, no, no. You know, you know what, man? It's funny because, like, uh, you're still you're still like a hard liquor drinker, man, right? I pretty much don't drink too much hard, hard liquor. liquor. I like mezcal. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You and like mezcal? Don't let teach get the mezcal, bit. or else a he's gonna bit. get. Just a little, a little bit, bit. Woo! You, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a control freak. So, you know, that's, that's, you'll never see me like sloppy, drunk, falling. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, but... I'm, it's <laughs> when you're a control freak like I am, it, it just doesn't happen, you know, especially <laughs> at 52. <laughs> I mean, the, the days of that are gone. Oh, if you're, if you're at 52 man. and you don't know your fucking limits, man, Jesus Christ, man, that, that's, that's a tough one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
But hey, you know what? I saw this story in the news, man. And I thought it's kind of like it should we should definitely talk about it on the podcast because um, it involves vandalism and it involves art. But it actually doesn't. I mean, actually, it does involve graffiti. Do you know what story I'm talking about, man? Are you talking about the ancient uh, Indian carving thing that got uh, vandalized? It wasn't an ancient uh, Indian carving, actually. It was a um, it was a uh, um, a painting by a guy named John One, actually. I have the news uh, article, I'm gonna pull it up and I can actually share the sound so you can check it out, so check it out. Art. Art can be confusing, sometimes very confusing. <laughs> a couple in yes. Seoul was recently caught in a big dilemma. This is what happened, they walked into a gallery, they saw a piece of art, there were cans of paint and used brushes lying below it. What were they supposed to make of it? Stare at oh, it no. till they found the hidden meaning or use the paint to explore their inner Michelangelo. The canvas in front of them was huge, 240 centimeters high, 700 centimeters wide, enough space to accommodate their creativity. So they picked up the brushes and started painting. Look at this. <laughs> All right, so they're basically, uh, this is a oh, YCC footage of a couple just like, Going to town. Uh, going to town on this kind of Jackson Pollock-like style painting, actually. And that, she's taking a picture of her boyfriend right now, you know, he's like... <laughs> oh amazing. my god. Just look at those careful strokes now. They painted their heart out and left. <laughs> you see the green paint marks? That's the special touch the creative couple added. Turns out, they were not supposed to. The painting that the couple uh. painted over was a graffiti artwork by an American artist called John One. He had made the piece in front of an audience in Seoul in 2016, and the gallery kept the paint and brushes from the live performance, as is. Oh, and it man. made it a part of the artwork, and priced all of it at $500,000. <laughs> what they forgot to do was add a sign warning people that the paint and the brushes are not part of participatory art. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, that is the gallery's fault. <laughs> oh. oh, dude. So, so I just had to bring that up because you know what? I've been to an exhibit, actually. Um, actually, it was an art exhibit by Yoko Ono. And then check this out. <clears throat> it was in Denmark. And there was a bunch of uh, so trees, branches. And then there, all of them were tied like a little piece of paper on it. And then she invited you to basically write kind of like a wish or something, an intention on these papers and tie it to the tree. So these interactive art pieces, uh, I just brought it up right here, they do exist, <laughs> yeah, you know what sure. I mean? But um, yeah. Tahish, what did you think about that, man? <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yeah, I. Um, you gotta have signs. If you're gonna have a gallery, you're gonna display artwork and you're gonna, you're gonna put it up like that. Um, obviously, some people, you know, get a little confused if you don't, you know, give them an indication of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying is that there's just this inner, uh, you know, wanting to for people to basically paint on, you know, walls. And then when they see it, it's almost inviting when the fucking cans are there. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just thought it's a good story about vandalism, street art and uh, I mean, graffiti and uh, <laughs> you know, art. So uh, accidental graffiti. I would call it accidental graffiti, definitely. Exactly, man. Okay, so there's the bell. I hear uh, our, the bell today. Our special guest is uh, Mr. James Fink. He's a street art photographer. You may know him as Art Snitch 
on uh, online. So uh, let me let him in. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Dance, dance to the song that's playing on the radio. Welcome. Ooh, nice. James, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. That was smooth, man. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Hi, James. I, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining yeah, us today, man. I, thanks so much for having me. And I, I got to start off. Uh, hold on. I'm sorry. What were you going to say, James? No, I'm just saying we've been uh, meaning to get James on the show for a while, too. But, uh, you know, schedule conflict. So I apologize about that, man. That, you know, but I'm happy to have it's, you on here today. It's man. James's fault. I, you know, it <laughs> has nothing to do with me. I'm going to have to fire just an intern, kidding. man. They couldn't get you on. But uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I got to first start by acknowledging the artwork uh, behind you on the wall. Um, we got some shepherd fairies uh, rocking up there. Now, is that a, the third one with the uh, um, tree? Now, that's, yeah, that's, I remember seeing that on a, on a parking structure, I think, in, uh, on La Brea. Yes, That same type is. of a tree, correct? Uh, yep, it's a green one, though, I think, on the, the, the structure. Uh, but, yeah, he did, this is a print he did early on. Uh, let's see, in 06, and uh, it's actually uh, a nod to his trip to Hawaii, and he fell in love with these uh, monkey pod trees. Yes, like big canopy trees, yeah. I saw yeah. those when I was over there, amazing, Those are beautiful. so, like, definitive for Africa, I think, right, whenever you see those, like, kind of, like, trees. At least whenever I think of it, I think of, like, the Africans, kind of, like, safari. Is that kind of, like, no? I, I think of Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's from Hawaii. And the oh, wave, shit, dude, oh my, my bad. God, dude. The wave is. I think is of like amazing, Lion King and shit. Man. You know what I mean? So it's so cool. Especially, anyways, the wave is yeah, super the, cool too, man. The wave is super cool. So it's called black gold because obviously it's a nod to the oil in the uh, in the ocean, and, and you know you got the uh, thing here, and then yep. you can't tell, but right here it says Exxon and, and faded in the uh, background. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, obviously, his iconic, you know, face right there. Uh, yes, giant. Under the giant. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, if I walked you around my house, I, I actually know Shepard. I got to meet oh, okay. him nice. at a show in '07. He did it at the Mary Kornowski Gallery. Yes. And um, and it was actually purely coincidence. I actually had a Land Rover Defender, if you know that car. And yes, very nice. I bought it off a guy who was trying to pay for his wedding and he had two obey stickers on the back and a buddy of mine sees the car and he's like, dude, do you like Shepard Ferry? And I'm like, I don't know who is that? And he's like, the, <laughs> he's like the stickers on your, on your truck. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I've seen those everywhere. I don't really know much about it. So then Google learn, learn, learn. And he's like, dude, he's going to have a show in, 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 in like two months. We got to go. So we stood in line, got there early, stood in line. And I walked in and, and uh, you know, this is a good story. So, um, and I walked in and, and, you know, ended up buying a piece that I, not one of these three. And uh, I walked up to Shepard after waiting like a ton of time because there was just, everyone was like trying to talk to him. Oh, and sure. he's like, dude, I'm like, hey, I, James, big fan. I just bought this piece right here. And he's like, that's awesome. He goes, I'd love to talk to you about it, but I'm like, I'm going crazy. As you can see, he goes, here's my email, email me. And I'm glad I'll be happy to tell you more about it. I'm like, cool. I wow. email him nothing. And uh, I go back to the gallery to show my brother and my cousin, the piece that I bought just to show. And you know, of course it was uh, calm down. Shepard happened to be there with his mom. 
And so I walked up to him. You and tell I said, his mom, hey, hey you, what's up with your son here? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get back to me. I'm a very I'm sorry. important person. I'm He's sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and, and he looked at me and he goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. My email's crashed, blah, blah, blah. He goes, da-da-da. And he's like, let me tell you about it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, there was a smaller piece of one. He's like, I'll make it for you. So I'm like, cool. So I worked in radio in L.A. for 15 years uh, at K-Rock, K-Earth 101, uh, and, and at Univision Radio for a couple of their radio stations I used to manage. And so nice. I ended up getting him like interviews on the radio and just like connecting with him. And now we're, I don't want to call us friends, but if you, if you said, hey, do you know James? So he'd be like, yeah, he loves my stuff. He's such a cool dude. And, you know, I can email him every once nice. in a while and say, hey, I want to get a print or something like that. And he's just just awesome guy and so i've got a few more of his pieces around and i even got you know uh, uh ryan mccann who you just interviewed which was a great great cat podcast by the way thank um you, thank like, you. i got one of his pieces up in my house you have coincidentally good <laughs> i know someone who knows him and i ended up getting a piece of his and then i've just got some other stuff that that so you know i'm yeah, dude artists love get people like you thank you thank you for being a collector of, of artists that are actually alive you know what i yeah, mean yeah you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, facts right there man i am I'm, I'm i'm a creator myself i do photography yep. but you know like yeah so also, it's amazing work man didn't you, you recently get you. like uh three pieces in uh what was that uh i, I had say again yeah I, I i forgot what the uh what what it was in some kind of california um exhibit or whatever yeah 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 i've been in a few like uh the cal art exhibit i had three pieces in that not that long ago i have my first virtual show this saturday which i'm pretty excited oh. about i was supposed to have a, a show at a gallery in culver city called fabric projects in june of last year but i canceled obviously for covid and <laughs> oh man. you know yes we all oh. but hey, but i just I, posted up a link today that anybody can get a vaccine this week <laughs> and this week actually just just as a public service announcement you can go to bakersfield right now they have a shit ton of vaccine and they're just giving them out actually my friend well yeah because they go bad yeah, yeah, back. yeah. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely, um, man. Anyways, uh, sorry about it. I just had to give a public service. In June, <laughs> we're supposed to be all open up. In June, LA is supposed well, to be all okay, open it, up and everything. It's so funny that the recall's like going through and he's like, all right, we got to open it. It's just yeah. coincidental in timing, but it just it's funny that the coincidental in timing is happening. You, you know what I mean? Like, we got to recall him. He's like, all right, we got to open up now, man. So. Right. <laughs> so wait go, go on now you were you're talking about the uh... oh, oh so i so yeah so i just i've been you know i'm born and raised in la so i, I love nice. la but i mean i uh yeah Lucky i just bastard i know, <laughs> which, I know. which uh which 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 neighbor which area did you in la james i i'm i'm born and raised in the valley i live in, in sherman oaks borderline encino nice which nice. oh dude you're neighbors with me <laughs> well, I was going to say, and you made a comment in a podcast I was listening to, I forget which one, but baseball was open up. Does your son play ELL? Yeah. So my son plays ELL. <laughs> oh, okay. How old's your son? He's, he's a neighbor's man. He's 11. Oh, dude, he's in my, my, my son's 10. Well, he's 11 by you know, league age or whatever. So they're in the same. Uh... Is, he, is, he, is he in minors or majors? Uh, minors. Minors, okay. So my son, he's on the older half, so he's in majors. Uh, this is a first. That means he's pretty damn good too. He's he's he, we do a lot of work. He catches, and we do a lot of work. So oh, he's so, a catcher. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. dude, they Poor love kid. him. I bet, man. Yeah, yeah. He, it's hard he, to yeah. find a good catcher, you know, in in that league, especially with all those kids pitching, you know, because that's totally isn't that the first actual kid pitch, um, you know, uh, league, you know, before Maybe. that. 
I, I think one under that's like farm and in farm, you know, they have the, <laughs> to where like, if they get like five pitches or whatever, then you, you know, you, walk. Yeah. It's <laughs> Dude, baseball out here in SoCal, man, is fucking life for some people, man. Like it is, you know, it, it's real serious, man. It's like, I mean, Texas has football and I'm sure football is kind of serious here too for some people, but I don't know, man. I'm just saying I've met like 30 year old, 40 year old people and they're still in the whole like baseball scene. You know what I mean? It's like, well, the big thing with, with the Encino uh, little league also, is you got uh, Reggie Smith who yeah. is, you know, an ex pro uh, baseball player and he's got some, you know, batting coaches in there and some other guys that are just amazing. So if you can get, I'm going to try to get my son in with, uh, <clears throat> you know, one of these baseball um, batting camps. Because when he got in one of these batting camps, I think it was Michael Johnson or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, man. He did so good coming out of there. So uh, let's connect after this because I've been through a, a lot of it already. And, and I can definitely, you know, get you in touch with some people or, or, or connect you and um, to help help out. Or maybe we'll just go out and play catch oh, yeah. with, with the kids. <laughs> dude, I love That's that. Dude, my son was so um appreciative to be able to start going to baseball practice and, and you know we told them it was like look dude you know um right now they're saying that you know this is at the beginning of the uh, you know the season they're like uh they're gonna have practices they don't know if they're gonna have games okay so and he's like i don't care i'm getting to see <laughs> kids my age and i'm doing something i'm kind of good at you know and so i know you know, for a kid, kids, if they're good at something you know it, it's it's something to kind of help them make friends you know and, totally. um, you know, my son gets really upset when he doesn't do well with baseball. I picked him up the other day and he was kind of bummed out because this kid, you know, tried to steal a base uh, and, um, right ahead of him and got put out. And so he didn't get to bat as into the game. And I was like, well, son, you know, if you're not enjoying it, you know, you don't have to play for, you know, after this. You know, I, I, I want to play. I want to play. I just, you know, I'm like, okay. okay just <laughs> yeah. want to make sure that you're, we're not <laughs> – you understand that if you don't enjoy it and you don't want to do it, then we're not making you do it. That's just, I want to make sure you understand that, you know? Nice. How long has your son been playing? Uh, he's been playing probably like since he was four. Yeah. Mine's son too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a, a, a road and he's on a travel team. So we traveled. A, oh, a wow. Oh, cool, day. God, yeah. dude. It's early it's, morning games on the weekends in another town. Oh yeah, yeah, we've been Orange County. So much for sleeping there. in on the weekends, huh? Oh, dude, we <laughs> gave it up forever ago. It's ridiculous. I used to make fun of people like me, right? Like, <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, me too. Dude. Up your weekend for your kid to play little league? Come oh, on, come on. You know? I mean, whoever whoever made fun of you for that, come on, dude. That that's like not an understanding friend right there. You you know what I mean? I'm just like, look, man. I was that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really. Yeah. I'm like, look, whenever my friends have kids, I'm like, look, I'll see you in 18 years, man. Like, dude, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. I'm going to party when I want to. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do when I want to. That's right. That's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go spray paint some places. I don't care about getting in jail because it doesn't affect kids, right? You know, like, whatever, right? Yeah, I gotta, I've got plans to bomb for the rest of my life, and that's how it's going to be, right? So, yeah. I, James, now let me ask you about it. It's such it's such an interesting story how you told us that you didn't even know you had those bumper stickers on your car, man, that you got into the scene. <laughs> like you know what I mean? So so I mean like did you That's a random way of meeting yeah, someone? You know what I mean? So yeah. did you like and, and, uh, and, and have, beginning to enjoy their work? Like some stickers from the car that you just happened to get lucky and got a good deal on because a guy was trying to get married. <laughs> 
But I mean, did you have like interest in art before that, man? I mean, like obviously yeah. Shepard made a huge impression on you. But I mean, like, were you into any? Yeah. Like, when did when did it start for you? Like, when when did you uh, realize you had kind of an eye for art? Yeah. So my mom's an artist, and uh, ah, she, she's actually uh, she sells a decent, like, good amount of art every month. What kind um, of artwork? She does paintings, and she paints these really gorgeous, like, fun donut paintings. Um, and uh, and, and honestly, I give her a lot of credit because, you know, my parents divorced when I was 10 and then she got remarried and she, when I left high school, she went back to college to oh, kind nice. of finish her, her, her career. And her goal was to like animate with for Disney. But just when that happened, they stopped animating with hand, you know, painting and writing. They started to do In between. Yeah. Right. So she started to take Photoshop classes and stuff like that, but she... You know, it was just, she got some gigs, but it really wasn't, like, working. And What's then, your mom's name, James? Just so uh, I can pull Yeah. It up. If you pull up, it's trpart.com, or Terry Romero Paul is her, is her, is her full name. Okay. Um, and so she, uh, she just started painting these things, and then she just walked into a gallery at Bergamont Station one day, and she's like, yeah, there she is. Oh, and she, lovely. Yeah, actually, if you go back one, this is a really cool story um, or two. Uh, those are Bo Biden's shoes. Oh. And if you know Bo Biden was the guy, it was uh, Joe Biden's son that died of cancer, but he was also in the army. Oh, wow. And so my, my stepdad's political, so he ended up getting the shoes, and my mom painted his shoes in a show, and she sent it to Joe, and he put it up in his house, and that is a picture from Vanity Fair in, with wow. the shoes my mom painted Man. in the back. Yeah, so wow. she didn't make any money off of that. That was a free, free gift. Oh, my, I mean, but it's hanging in the but president's house. Dude, <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah, that's nuts. Like man. a real president, mind you. Exactly. <laughs> sorry. Exactly. sorry, 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 sorry. Let's, let's stay away from this. <laughs> but you're right. Yes. Okay. So, so uh, uh, your mom so, was an artist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So she walked into. What, what medium was that? Was that watercolor or acrylic or oil? It, it's yeah, it's acrylic. Acrylic, okay. Ooh, yeah. That's nice work with acrylic, man. Yeah, but her donuts really kind of took her off, right? Like took it took like grew her. So she walked into Bergamot Station, showed these donuts, and then like, and it's more the the just the circle with the white background, just the donut with the white background. If you guys think one more, yeah, something like that. So she just made these donuts like that, and it's awesome. Got, How big is that? Like approximately? Uh, it's approximately like forty by forty. Nice. That's so, so smart. So she just walked in and they said, oh, we really like it. And then she had a show there. And then the next thing you know, she started to get like interior designers wanting her work to put into houses so that she just sells a lot of artwork through this. And she's had a bunch okay, of shows. Okay, I was going to stop you there. That just so rarely, rarely happens, okay? All the artists who are out there listening think you just go to a, a gallery and just show your work. And they're like, oh, we love it. Let's have a show. That just does not happen. You know what it's I mean? True. Unless you're dead or, or you, you know, have some kind of crazy, crazy thing about you. But, right. um, but it's very, those, those pieces though, are, um, they're very colorful. They're, uh, you know, it's like being able to almost have a, have a donut yeah. without even eating it. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, it's, it's very, uh, very smart. Uh, you know, who doesn't matter. like donuts? But just done well too though, man. I was always told, like, you know, especially when you buy, like, art on the wall, it's like, hey, how does it make you feel? And, you know, it just makes you feel, like, kind of happy, those images, man. It's like, yeah, well, bites, bites taken out, you know what I mean? You can see those in, like, nice, fancy hotels, like, you know what I mean, in Vegas or something. But anyway, totally. so, 
Yeah. So yeah. So no, no, you see those anywhere. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I feel like that applies to who doesn't like you said. Who doesn't like a damn donut? You know <laughs> I, what I, I mean? These keto, these keto diet motherfuckers, man. They're like no carbs, man. <laughs> yeah, but deep down inside, you're like, God, I want a donut. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyways, all right. So, uh, so your mom's an artist. So you kind of early on, she, she, you already, uh, but what about yourself, man? I mean, when did you, uh, you know, did you have anything else besides your mom's work that kind of uh, started you on this art journey? Yeah. I mean, she took, used to take me to museums and stuff like that. So, you know, I very remember, if you have, yeah, yeah, seeing Van Gogh and Picasso's. And I just remember seeing like, even my parents, when before the divorce bought some pieces like uh georgie o'keefe i don't know if you remember her from like, oh the my 80s. god they bought you some know, georgie o'keefe's not originals like prince but, but oh, okay they, but still they, that's yeah. you know and and like so like there's just like always kind of like these you know coffee table books had art in it and i didn't know what the hell it was but i at least looked at it for a while you know and so yeah so i mean it's like so it was cool so i just had that stuff it's like, a great around. influence to have as a kid you know totally yeah. totally and I learned that I was okay at this stuff, but then in college, I took a photography class just for like extra credit, not really thinking much about it, but just thinking. <laughs> and I fell in love with it, right? Like, and yeah. you know, and the next thing I know, like I was at junior college taking, at Valley College here in, in, in LA, and then I graduated, you know, and then I went to, you know, Santa Barbara, go Gauchos, James. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, you just made oh, it. Here we go. Seriously. So very happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I was waiting for an opportunity to bring it up. I knew you're, you went there. Your friend right. level with James. Uh, I mean, seriously. James. And James. I, you I know mean, what? Now, now I understand James Fink uh, a, a lot more because, you know, here's the thing about gauchos, man. We, like, yep. have a different level of parting, but we all handle our shit, though. That's the thing. You, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like we just, you know, got to work hard and play hard. It sounds generic, but it's just, like, really... If you go to Ivy, you'll just see the definition of that. But anyways, so you went to Santa Barbara what years? Uh, I, I, I graduated in 98. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Okay. So I'm assuming I'm a little older than you. Yeah, but, yeah, you're a little bit older than me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, younger um, than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's always the old man on the show, man. He's the right, anchor. Right. <laughs> <But anyways. laughs> we didn't try and bring that up. It just happened. It was natural. Yeah, it always you know? happens naturally, man. It's like right. one of the the show man. it's okay i'll be uh, i'll be out putting up some graffiti <laughs> later on tonight so right right it's right, okay right. i'll be sleeping yeah. by eight o'clock you know it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so was it in santa barbara that you had a um photography class man because it's so i took us a, a, a couple of photography classes there and actually and i ended up um the best job one of the best jobs i ever had besides being an intern on k-rock was uh being uh, i was i found this guy who was looking photographers and i used to go shoot sorority parties and like you know uh little leagues and things like that but like you know you go a big to difference on sorority parties and little leagues okay so your your um your your photo uh classes did you actually go in the dark room with filters and stuff like that like you learned all that stuff right oh yeah they made, made all of them useless own. now unless you're actually doing the prints <clears throat> exactly exactly yeah but no in the dark room <laughs> Warming up the the like you know blotching this area over over developing this area just to make it kind of come out the way I want or, or fix it fix an error with lighting you know from the film or whatever it was. Say, I would say that the dark room is still useful, man. I mean, because you could always bring a chick and be like, "Hey, you never done this before," and then you're in a dark room together, right? I'm just saying it's that's true. Like, I'm just saying like, okay, Mr. Sexual Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, my, dude, that, <laughs> hey, I just want to hug, dude. Okay, geez. Anyway. Right. <laughs> 
sorry. I don't mean to. He's got know. a kid. I don't think he needs any help. He's already you know, accomplished no, I'm just, the. Uh, I'm just letting the photographers two, who listen to the show know. But anyway, all right. <laughs> sorry, man. So you know, track here. All good. All good. Um, so yeah, so I ended up taking some classes, and I ended up shooting a bunch of just different things, and um, I, and I fell in love with, it and I almost left santa barbara to go to like a photography school up in santa barbara because they've got a lot of like art schools up yep. there photography schools so it's a really great area for that but i didn't have the the moxie to leave you know traditional college to go do that and um but i graduated with a ba in law but i didn't want to become a lawyer so i got an internship at k-rock because i was on the college radio station broadcasting all the sports for ucsb and oh. so that was kind of fun too so i got an internship at k-rock you know and i thought hey i'll try and be a dj that'd be fun right but turns out you got to go to like you know below barstow what barstow or bakersfield whatever's below that you got to go lower than that and sell your own ads and do all this stuff and i'm like "Ah, i I like la too much i'm not gonna do it so i ended up finding about advertising sales and my career kind of took off right so i was in radio and managing you know working selling ads managing radio stations and stuff like that for 15 years i ended up leaving that six years ago and I started up my own agency, advertising agency. Um, and a couple years ago, one of the girls, one of the women that works for me, who's a lot younger uh, and much more social media savvy than I am. She's like, she came across a couple of my photos randomly. We were talking about some stuff. She's like, you should start an Instagram account and do this. So I'm like, okay, why not? And so the phone allowed me to like kind of do that at, at the start because like you know you're carrying a decent enough good enough camera around in fact the phone's actually a perfect camera it only lacks the ability to blow up you know prints because then it gets too pixelated so as long as you're not blowing it up you can actually shoot enough with the iphone um you know begrudgingly to the you know film community that how, like can i know, ask you how big until like uh, on your phone does it start to get pixelated because i've always wondered that you know i mean <clears throat> because i mean they do pretty big i mean i, I printed it out to be like pretty decent at least like a eight and a half by 11 i mean it's still cool you know you know I'm, yeah nothing it's compared a, to actual film though no it's true it's true but um you can you can blow up an iPhone like the new 12 megapixel iPhones. Um, you can probably blow them up to like 16 by 20, and then depending on how sharp you want it, if it doesn't have to be perfectly sharp, you're you're good. But in that, you got to scale it down a little bit. I see. Um, so I ended up eventually getting out the camera, and then I eventually ended up meeting the owner of a place called Fabric Projects in and down in Culver City, and then that's where I was going to have my show, and now I'm part of his portfolio and everything like that. But you know, I think nice. what, yeah, it, it's, it's been a lot of hustle, but I'll tell you that. So I had an interesting, he had me have a meeting with like a portfolio, portfolio review person, which is supposedly an expert on this stuff. Right. And she was like flipping through my photos. She's like, this is good. You're good. It's fine. Blah. It's kind of boring, but you're good. And like for 45 minutes, I literally thought, you know what, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> and then <laughs> She went a little deeper in the proposal. She's like, this is interesting. This is, I like where you're going from here. Do more like this. This is where you're going to blow up. This is what you're going to do. And I mean, I'm not blow up. I'm not blown up. But it's like, you know, at least it gave me a path to kind of like be something that's different than just shooting a black and white photography. Because most of my photography is black and white, but it's, I've, I've branched out a little. But um, it's like, it gave me an opportunity to like break the mold of your traditional like lines like this and contrast like this. And now I do things like, add layers and make the Capitol Records building look like a scratched record, or I take a, uh, um, 
uh, a, a piece of architecture and I make it look like waves or I add filters mm. around like boxes and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's, that's like nice. probably my personal favorite one just because I kind of like mess it up and, you know, like here I add these filters to it that just totally, you know, make it more of an art piece than just like a f piece of photography. Looks more nostalgic to me. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I really like, um, I saw this one right yeah, here, I man. Bet. This one is, it says this, uh, this picture is of the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. Basically, it just looks like a few lines on a, a white canvas almost because of the contrast is just done in such a way that it's just like, it looks kind of like zebra stripes, man. And I'm just like, man, totally. this is so cool, man, how you did it, dude. So, so if you click, I think the button there, it, uh, not the next, but that one, yeah. So that's the original shot. Wow. I, and oh, so, yeah. Okay, I know what that is. And so, like, you know, I kind of saw something there, and I'm like, I'm going to, like, crop this, but, and I've learned to not crop things in my shot as much, because by the time I get done, like, if I crop it too much in my fo original photo, then I don't get a chance to play with it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yep. so I've, I've, and that's the stuff that she kind of pushed me to, was to, like, take it to a different level. She's like, it's not about the photo, it's about what you do with the photo. And you're an artist that uses photography as their canvas, and I'm like, okay. I can dig that. I can live with that, you know. So I kind of, kind of went. Good way of looking at it. I like that. But what's interesting is like the reason I found about you guys, and the reason that I got connected with you was I was shooting um, the old Amoeba building, and, I, and there's a bunch of like little like you know um, street art right on the front of it, right? Yep. And I tagged, hit that building a few times. <laughs> yeah. And I tagged, I think one of one of the artists, but then. And you kind of, I guess, noticed it, and I don't know which one of you, but then you like, hey, this is this artist and this artist. And I'm like, oh, who are you? And I started to listen to your show, and I started to like do that because I'm a big street art fan, obviously. And um, so I started to kind of, and I've shot a lot of street art and either just, you know, shown it as is or made it black and white, or I've manipulated it in a way that you really can't tell who the artist is. Or I've done things like, and, and I, I don't know who it was, but I took a picture of this like really angry bunny down in um where is it it's like it's just north of downtown LA in the arts district um okay and and I took and like I I actually reached out to you guys to see if you knew who the artist was and you're like I know the crew but we don't know who the artist is so I couldn't give them credit but um but it was like you know it was really cool to be able to like um connect with you guys and then it totally introduced me to you and then i've been listening to the podcast and that's how i you know yeah, i don't know yeah. you're living in Sino and santa barbara and all that other fun stuff but i also just love the scene and, and, and everyone you talk to dude man thank you so much first of all for your support man that means the world to us man that we're actually reaching people and uh you know i, I don't remember it could have been one of our interns that uh you know manages the social media just take credit james just take credit james i would man but if i don't yeah. remember <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, you know, I smoke a lot of weed, shoot. <laughs> but anyways, I'm just saying, like, you know what? That's what I love about this scene, though. It's just like, you know, it's like one little. Once you start noticing it, and then it's like, bam, bam, bam. This whole world opens up to you, and then you're just like, man. It's like, and now we're, you know, especially now we're having events, meetups for the podcast. It's just like now it's a place where all these artists can feel like comfortable. It's like, hey, I heard you on the podcast over there. You know what I mean? And then like exchange some uh, merch and art and maybe even start some i know a lot of collaborations have been because people met through this podcast so i just think it's yeah, i mean when you when you come into the the community of i mean you know for the most part you're a bunch of vandals you know a bunch yeah. of criminals <laughs> you know it's kind of hard to you know say hey you know can we you know who how do you you know what's the dynamics as far as communicating you know right. i mean do you 
you say hi to each other? Do you acknowledge each other? Do you, do you hide from each other? You know, what the hell? And, um, you know, it's, it's nice to actually, you know, have, have meetups like we just had not long ago. You know, was, we, we planned to have that last year. And then, of course, <laughs> la pandemique. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that awesome thing. But, um, you know, and this is the first time that a lot of these guys came together, you know, with other artists, this many artists around. And, um, you know, it was just, it was such a, a, a high energy, good vibe um, get together uh, that we, we really look forward to, you know, putting more of these on and helping to connect, you know, more people. Because um, that's another thing that happens is that, you know, we'll have some artists there painting and then you just, you meet other artists, you start talking because it's like, okay, you know, in this area, you're safe, you know? We're not going to let any cops in there or anything like that and trying to, you know, chase anyone down or anything like that. So, right, right. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, we look forward to having the next one. Well, I got to connect you with another guy I know, Gabe Galt. Do you know him? Um, he's Willie Galt, the football player's son, but he's become quite oh, wow. an artist himself. And he's a really cool dude. He's here in LA. Um, and so I, I was just thinking I got to connect you guys with him. And then, oh, yeah. Have you heard we of, love uh, that. That's that's what I'm, you know, that's kind of like helping to expand the community, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's an awesome dude and he's just got some really cool work and uh, you know, he's just like, yeah, I mean, look at this stuff. Oh wow. Yeah, he actually used to uh uh live on the same block as me. Uh his his parents divorced and but they were great, you know, still really close friends and they're still really awesome. Uh, but so I got to know wow. him. He was riding skateboards down the street all the time. Yeah, he does some really cool stuff. That, um, uh, yeah, it, like he's built a little niche for himself for sure. Oh, nice man, nice man. Oh, dude, we'd love to have him on the show, Nipsey man. Hustle, hell yeah. Yeah, man. I, we're just taking a look at his work for the audience that's just listening right here. Um, Galt is G, uh, Gabe G A B E. Galt is G A U L T. So you can go ahead and Google him if you're not watching this. Um, but yeah, super cool work. I'd love to have him on, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, I'll, and I'll also, also, um, I want to give a shout out to Doctor Nothing. He kind of made a little video of uh, the the day. Um, if you want to go ahead and check out some clips from the day, uh, we had the St. Patty's meetup. Um, you know, he did like a nice little kind of like you know a video of just a recap, man. So. Uh, you know, you can see a lot of the artists that kind of showed up and a lot of the live paintings going on there. So go to wow. youtube.com slash LA Street Gallery and uh, you can take a look at those, uh, uh, that video clip. And shout out to Dr. Nothing. Thank you for doing that, man. Music. Well, let's talk about some music influences here, uh, James. What, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what kind of stuff you listen to when you were growing up? Uh, so, I mean, here you know, in LA, spoiled bastard. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like actually you went to school when like Jack Johnson went to school there. Actually. He was, he was just slightly ahead of me. Like he was graduating right when I was starting. Cause I didn't go there as a, a, a freshman or I went there as a sophomore senior. Cause I went to college, but, um, my wife who went to Santa Barbara also nice. did see him play a few times. So, nice, so nice. totally there. Um, my my biggest thing. So James like, approves of your wife as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean this guy's. We always talk about surfing on this. This guy's like a surfing let. I mean, yeah. you know, this guy Jack Johnson. I mean, you know, he's. I mean, pretty commercial. But I mean, at the end of the day, like he's a legend in Santa Barbara, man. You know, he always sang about the DLG and his songs yes, right? and things oh, yeah. like that. Man, DLG is like this uh, dining commons we have. So uh, it's just hey, like. Aguera. Yeah, it's it's such a nostalgic feel. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so. 
Uh, at yeah. De- at Daily I saw No Doubt. I saw Mighty Mighty Boston's play there at the, nice. like the same place. And it was just the place where they serve food during the day. And then sometimes on a Friday or Saturday night, they get a big band to play there. Well, yeah, an up and coming band. Hub sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, man. That's the, yeah. Like I said, man, I look at Santa Barbara whenever I think back of such fond memories. But I remember when I was there, like, just sick of it, man. I'm like, this life pace is so slow. I need to be back in LA where I like, you know, all these things that I was into, but it's like, you know, it's grass is always greener mentality, man. <laughs> you totally. know? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And what you give to be back there now at that age. Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> I have some friends that never left actually, you know, they, they did the whole, well, uh, not like that. Not like that, man. You know, A professional student, right? <laughs> no, no, not like that. They like did the whole, they graduated and then moved downtown Santa Barbara. That's kind of like a, the 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 lifestyle of a uh, yeah. uh, Santa Barbara person that stays downtown and then you know you don't really go back to IV. Uh, when's the last time you went back, man? <laughs> oh, shoot, the last time I was back, it must have been like two years ago, three years ago, right over there. Yeah. Oh, so this was cool. Woodstock, and I'll answer the music question in a second because there's some good stories there. But there's a place called Woodstock's Pizza, right? And yeah. it's got the best pizza because the sauce goes into the crust and then they wrap the crust around the sauce. Yeah. So other places like Domo's do like their cheese in there. And I'm like, no, 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 you got to do the sauce. Right. So, <laughs> so I happened to go back there and I happened to take a shot at night of like on the, with the bikes all lined up and, and Woodstock. And the next thing I know, they just announced they reopened and they used my shot and their Instagram story uh, <laughs> just yesterday. And I'm like, nice, but better than anything because this is where i used to eat like every day at college right like and drink beer with my buddies and like watch sports it was like it was awesome i mean the place is a total dive but the pizza was amazing and the beers were cheap and like you know you could walk there from your apartment so um <laughs> so it was pretty cool this was like more of a distribution shop but i'm like how sweet is it they, and i took the shot like two years ago and i tagged them in it and i was like i i, I look on my phone and yesterday's notification and i'm like Woodstocks and there's my photo I'm like that's that's cool so I just brought it up man and you're right this is you know Santa Barbara has some really good eats man I mean Woodstock pizza is like one of them obviously Freebirds is one of them man Steve-O there oh I'm sure I don't know if that's Steve-O no that's fine no back back up right there to the right no that's that's Steve-O no, that's just another white so. dude. Yeah. Dude looks like Steve O. It does look like Steve O. I'll give you that. Okay, thank you. I'll give you that. that <laughs> so it go, if you go up, go to their Instagram story and click oh, on it. I think okay. I think you'll see Oh no, it's uh, the deals or which one? No, it's just it was open. They're open again. So it might not be there. Oh, no but, worries. No worries. Um but either way, it was cool. It was cool to have that happen. Yeah, um, man. But yeah, growing up in LA, music obviously pretty awesome. But I mean my my big, I mean, a huge Michael Jackson fan growing up, but you know, we don't talk about that as much. But uh, uh, you know what? We, well, not anymore. It's yeah, actually, but. it's interesting actually because, uh, you know, let me ask you something. Um, obviously, Michael Jackson, you know, the whole court case and stuff like that. Uh, a similar thing right now going on is like, uh, the, you know, the rapper Six Nine with the Six yeah. and Nine on uh-huh. his face. I mean, this guy is a is a convicted pedophile, man. You totally. know what I mean? And and it's just crazy because people are just like. They don't care because they love his music. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, it, right. you know, it's just uh, like, to me, it's like kind of like interesting how like, <clears throat> I don't know what's weird about it is like some musicians, they get excused for their behavior. And it really only happens uh, in amongst artists, man. Like, I'm, I'm just yeah. saying like, the, you, know, you know what I mean? So like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like this, um, 
people are just like, ah, oh, you know, he, he's weird. That's why he can channel this. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think, man? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously it's wrong, pedophilia, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, why is that you guys think, man, you know? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can just tell you this, like, Michael Jackson was such a good artist that I don't know if I, it's like, it's hard to, to like, yeah. put two and two together on that. But I mean, you know, and, Very and by the way, drugs, drugs tore his brain apart, I think. Yeah, I mean, the poor guy never lived a day in his life without being scrutinized or yelled at by his dad or the public or anything like that. He never got to grow up. And Brothers and sisters, competitive. I mean, yeah. good God. Yeah, it, it, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be him ever. Forget anything that he, that he did. You wouldn't want to be him. And then what he did was, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, I totally believe it because of who he was and how much he was just you know, not a normal person with a normal life. And, uh, but again, to this day, the best concert I've ever been to was the Michael Jackson bad Ooh. concert. Cause it was oh, just, man, I believe it top to bottom, everything from the, the show to the music, to the crowd. It was just, just cool. Um, but my biggest influences are probably Pearl Jam and Beastie Boys. Those two guys, those oh, two bands, nice. there you go. Those two, two, you know, lead my charge when I had my big subwoofer in my car, you know, driving down Ventura Boulevard, shaking things. Yeah. It was Do all you have beastly. tinnitus yet? Yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of problems from that. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you youngsters who don't know what tinnitus is, that's, that's what happens when you listen to music too loud for too long. You get this sound and there's just loud ringing in your ear, just constant, just <laughs> just <laughs> continuous. And you got to try to figure out other things to take your mind off of it. But who, who, who did you guys grow up listening well, to? Okay, well, for, first of all, well, let me go back because uh, you yeah. talked about Beastie Boys and Pearl Jam, man. Yeah. And then you said you also worked at K-Rock, basically, too. So, I mean, you, you know, I, now I'm really starting to get a good picture of, like, of, of your, your kind of musical influences, man. Yeah. And can I ask you, like... Um, did you, like when did you get into Beastie Boys, man? Because I I love Beastie Boys. I recently saw the documentary. I don't know if you watched oh, it. Oh, so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good, right. These guys. These guys are geniuses, man. But when did you get into their music, man? So I'll say like I definitely loved License to Ill, but it was more like a thing that you heard at parties for me, and probably because I was you know it was mid it was mid eighties, so I was you know I was pretty young um, then, and so like but it was check your heads out the check your head album and it was so what you what you want playing on mtv on repeat with the three guys in the forest and the big flannels just dancing and singing their song that was like the song that like made me go okay what's this paul's boutique album i gotta recheck out this license album i've gotta you know listen to this check your head album and then there was nothing for like 10 years until they did you know the uh, intergalactic album yeah yeah so it was like so that was like a, a a big deal when that came out because you hadn't heard a good song you know from them in a long time that was new um but yeah and and i being at k-rock and k-earth which was also part of the same company even though i left k-rock what's the what was the parent company it was cbs radio okay okay um and so even though i was at the oldie station i still got to like hang out with my k-rock friends and i still got to go to shows so um i went to Lollapalooza. Not Lollapalooza, I went to Lollapalooza too, but that's where I fell in love with Pearl Jam. But I went to Coachella where the Beastie Boys headline. And I was hanging out in the K-Rock tent and they did this contest to where they could, um, a bunch of people were going to get to go backstage and have a barbecue with the Beastie Boys, right? So I'm in the tent, the K-Rock tent, just hanging out because I knew some people there. 
And someone made a mistake and said, the Beastie Boys aren't going to do it. So they let all the winners go. The director of marketing comes in and says, hey, okay, we're ready to take the winners back backstage and go meet the Beastie Boys for the barbecue. And the intern or the whoever it was was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I just let them all go. Everyone in the tent is going backstage right now. We can't have no one show up from K-Rock for the Beastie Boys, right? <laughs> they won't know the difference if you work here or you don't or if you're a friend of a friend. It's just like, sh walk in. So, oh, man. I, Very smart. Yeah, right, right? So, like, I got, I got to go backstage and meet the Beastie Boys. But it wasn't, oh. like, it was pretty cool. I got to take up pictures with them and everything like that. But it was um, – it wasn't like you got to hang out with them. They came out, there was food on a barbecue. You got to eat and drink. They came out, took some pictures, said hello, and then they left. But it was a typical radio <laughs> promotion. There it is. There it is. This is one of that we're just pulling up. Uh, so what you want, one of the classic albums, man. I don't want to play because I don't want to get pulled from YouTube. But, um, uh, yep. but yeah, man, dude, you know, like uh, Beastie Boys, man, honestly, let me tell you, my first experience, like originally, <clears throat> I was like, um, my first exposure to them was like, you got to fight for your right to party. Right to party. Me and you too. know what? T t t okay. Tell me that is not a fucking relevant song right now for fucking Christ's oh, sake. Man. <laughs> the theme of this year. Man. You know what I mean? It's Should like be. no more parties, basically. You know, no, no, mm -hmm. no, no more fun, man. So I've actually been thinking about that song quite a bit. Uh, and it's funny because they wrote that song kind of as a, as a joke, right? And then, um, but like I said, it, they kind of became these like party white dudes. But, you know, I love their punk rock roots, man. <clears throat> and to be honest, I originally when intergalactic came out i was like very very into hardcore gangster rap at the time so right, like right, right. when when i was i was just like this is like a little bit old school for me but when i look back on it now i'm like dude this is like it holds up like you know what i mean it was like and not a lot of gangster rap holds up these days i'll, I'll tell you right so it's just no. like it's interesting how the times of rap and it's like you know what these guys had a voice and they were never corny even though they were creative and uh, they were just always trying to come up with different shit instead of go with the trend, man. That's why I love these guys, man. Well, Cookie Puss was the first one for them, right? That was the big one. That was the one that they put out first that, that obviously didn't go very far, but it was too <laughs> funny. Have you seen the documentary, Teach? Cookie Puss? I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's, you shouldn't. But it's, it's in the documentary, <laughs> and it's awful, but it's great because it is. And what you realize about the Beast Boys after watching the documentary is that they've never had to work a day in their lives because when they were fooling around as kids, they met Rick Rubin, who then in turn met, turned them on to, oh my God, I'm blanking his name, uh, Simmons, uh, Russell Simmons. Yeah, so they met Rick Rubin, who was like, who met Russell Simmons, who was like, you got to find these guys. Next thing you know, they're touring, they're opening up for Madonna because Russell Simmons wanted to book someone and they're playing these songs oh for- God. Oh, there it is, Cookie Puss. You got to check it out. Uh, it's that bad. I know we won't get pulled from Oh, YouTube my God. <laughs> yeah, it's that bad. Anyways, go check it out. And it's yeah. seven minutes? Yikes. It's a live performance, yeah. But there was actually oh, okay. a girl in the band at this time. She was yeah, like she was the, the drummer, drummer, basically, too. So, like, yeah. obviously, this is, like, some high school shit going on, man. But, you know, these guys are so eloquent, man. And, you know, the thing about Rick Rubin and uh, um, Russell Simmons, man, it's really interesting story. If you ever get the chance to check out, uh, there's this Rick Rubin podcast that he kind of, like, um, goes over music production. And uh, he basically said, uh, you know, he, he was, like, willing to do all the work. The only thing that Russell Simmons could do is get a song on the radio. That was his only skill. Okay, yep. he was like, I'm not, I don't do anything else. I, he's like, I'll sign this contract to 
be a partner with you if you do everything and my job is just to get the song on the radio so literally he's like i had to do all the work and then my and then once the artist was like ready that he would put him on the radio so um like i said man it's music is a fucking tough business dude but oh, okay yeah <laughs> that's why i sold the ads for it i didn't make any music you know like it was much easier doing that yeah 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 well dude man i mean uh, so tell us a little bit about working for i mean aside from the concert i mean how is the experience of working for a radio station because i always wanted to work at a radio station man when i went to cal state fullerton i mean like i i did like three shows and then they were complimenting me on the show being pretty well but then i was like dude man like how how big is the signal like you know what i mean i was, was right like, right you know i'm like how do i know how many people are listening man like how did just, you end up at the, the um radio sh um you know show to begin with at the radio station what, what made you decide i'm gonna go down here and apply me so uh a buddy of mine said we wanted, he wanted to do kind of a love lines thing on the college radio station so we could talk to girls about sex, right? So that was the plan. And, and we, we went to the orientation, and they weren't even going to put us on to the college radio station. They were going to put us onto the dorm radio feed, right? Which was like this like thing that was like, you know, no one listened to, period. So they were like, we're not going to talk to girls this way. But I ended up finding meeting the sports director, who was another college kid, who's like he's like he had a you know they, five days a week they talked about sports, college and pro, and then they traveled with the teams to broadcast all the games. And they weren't the pros, like our basketball team had a better broadcast team than us. But you know volleyball, baseball, they were just we were we were it. So um, I got a call back from the guy. He's like, hey, you know, um, I could use an extra guy on on you know helping us out and doing some reporting, and then. Once, you know, once a week, I was in there just reporting on a couple games and like scores. And then it was a few times a week. And then I had my own show. And then I was like anchor or either play by play guy or, or, or sidekick on the, on the radio for the college teams. And it was like the most fun I had. It was slightly better than taking pictures at sorority parties. But it was still, <laughs> it was still better just because it actually felt like a real gig. Um, and so when I graduated college and I knew I didn't want to become an attorney, I just apply to k-rock i didn't even go to their thing i just called them and said hey are you looking for an intern or anything and they're like yeah we're actually looking for an intern and i'm like cool and i got 20 hours a week and literally nice. i would sit there answer phones for kevin and bean and oh. then richard blade and tammy heidi right so nice, like nice, i nice. would just answer the phones take the requests or if they were doing a contest i'd be like you're caller 10 and you know i'm looking for 11 sorry you suck boom and i'd hang <laughs> <up on> it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome man won. like you know, Kevin, Kevin, Fuck your day. <laughs> but then they're like, all right, you got to be caller 106, 106. You're like, oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. One. Yeah. It's called, it's called, it's called, click, 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 and that was it. And um, I, I will say, like, you know, I miss the heyday of radio with all the drugs and, and everything like that. Oh, yeah. That was the 80s, but I was late 90s, early 2000s. And it was awesome. I mean, it was like you worked with these group of people and we were all one family. We cared about the radio station. We cared about our listeners. We cared about the songs and the DJs and everything like that. And it was really cool. And honestly, like if, if I had my wish, it would be that I would have stayed at K-Earth and been the manager of running that station today or K-Rock or one of my favorite well, stations. Hey, man, in town. we're trying to build a network right now of, uh, of art shows, man. I'd love to, you know... <laughs> Get your advice hey, as, as a program director, man. <laughs> I got a lot of experience in this world, so yeah, man, dude, dude. I mean, you know, you know what? Here, let's talk about like, the the heyday of radio, because you know what? To be honest, when I was a kid, <clears throat> um, you know, we only had one TV, man. So like, 
you know, it, you know, if your parents are watching the TV, man, I'm like, I got to keep myself busy. So I would always be listening to the radio, man. And, you know, I, I always kind of like dream. It was already the 90s by that time. But I always dreamed of like in the 70s when you can actually like put a band on and make them famous because they were that good. And it was your opinion. You know what I mean? And that was the heyday of like, to me, like radio back in the day, I think, you know what I mean? And um, go ahead, James. Well, I was gonna say it's half opinion and half payola. Right. So like, you know, like it, the, the, the yeah. stories would go and, and I didn't wasn't there for it, but it would be like record label delivers new record or song or tape or a track or, or, or cassette or CD, whatever you want to call it in time. And mixed in that is a little bit of cash, a little Heavy bit of handshake and a, and, and, and a very, very pretty open minded woman that was already got her pay. And oh, um you know, so like it was a different time. It was a different time for sure. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I wasn't there for most of that. I, I just, I just heard the, the, um, okay, we're gonna have the meeting on sexual harassment and what to do and not to do and how you <laughs> yeah, can't yeah, do yeah. things. And I'm like, <laughs> where are you pulling this from? This must come from reality because no one would have written, written this like, oh, this could happen. And it's like, no, that happened. That's why it's in the handbook. Now, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. so <it's> <laughs> like, <laughs> I was I, there for that. Yeah, when it exactly. seemed to be an okay thing. Right. Yeah. It was, you know, so it's like, cool because you know. Kevin right now from Kevin and Bean actually just joined uh, KLOS actually, and they're doing afternoon drive. It's, it's Kevin and Sluggo now. I checked it out. You know, it's a fun show. You know, you know, I love my Heidi and Frank and stuff like that. But I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, man, I think like you know, podcasts are just kind of like taking over because there's only so many slots on the radio, man. And yeah, right. Yeah. So first of all, Frank's been to my house to play poker a bunch of times. Oh, dude. Um, so, Jealous, man. so yeah, he's, he's, a good he's my hero. Player. He's my, like, he, he, like I said, he raised me, man. So I'm just saying like pretty much, man. But anyways. <laughs> so yeah. So, but um, I, I, no, you're hundred percent right. Look, if you look at any of the radio companies, iHeartRadio, which, you know, is, is where Kiss and Coast and all those places in LAR, if you listen to, you know, Entercom, which is now Odyssey, which used to be CBS, which is K-Rock, K-Earth, Jack, um, The Wave, KNX, uh, KLSX, things like that. Um, they're all touting their network of podcasts now. Like, they talk about their local radio stations, but their local radio stations, like, even if you listen to K-Rock today, um, which is, you know, Stryker and Klein in the morning. And he's actually oh, 15 or 20 markets, 15, 20 markets now, because they've had to like take that and change it. But they're all buying a podcast and like making these networks of podcasts and they're, they're building it because, you know, I, whenever I talk about radio, like everyone under, you know, like 39 or just thinks that I'm like this really old dude who like listens to the radio <laughs> and like they can't believe that I still do that. And then they're like, but you should listen to podcasts. I'm like, yeah, I know this good show. It's called the PTTP show. You oh, probably shit. listen to it. No, like, <laughs> hey, man. Like, um, I, thank you again. Like, honestly, man, it really means a lot to us, man, because like, uh, like I said, the support keeps us going. But anyways, keep like what you're saying about radio. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, it's like, it's like interesting. So if you talk to anyone under the age of 38 or 39, they're just like podcasts is all I listen to. I mean, and, and of course you listen to talk to radio people. They're like, no, that's not true. They still listen to the radio, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like people are tuning more and more podcasts because they can find what they want and they can get it and they listen to it on demand, which is another thing that's yep. really tough with radio. I mean, you're not going to beat it. If you're stuck in a car, you know, you're still going to listen to probably the radio a little what bit. What about but... Clubhouse though? Clubhouse. Oh, I was going to bring that up. Yes. Yes. So, so I met a bunch of people that I want to connect you with. I don't know if you know David Speed out of the UK. He does all these 
unbelievable murals. Uh, if you do David Speed UK for Instagram, um, you, you can see his stuff. I connected with him on Clubhouse. Um, I host a couple rooms on Clubhouse, about one about art. Another one is about content creators. I'm a co-host, uh, a moderator for that. And like, um, if you guys aren't on it, or I need Are to we- send you an email. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Here, here. Hey, James, what the hell, man? Why are we on that? <laughs> First of all, yeah, Teach. All I do is just I, I know show that you talk, don't. So. I know <laughs> that you don't want. This is David Speed right here. These are the murals. He's, we love to connect wow. with him, man. I mean, nice. yeah, we love a British accent nice. on the show. Um, here's the thing about Clubhouse, man. First of all, Teach. I know you don't want to be on another social media platform for sure. Okay. <laughs> but it's not, it's not a social media platform. It's a place for you to talk shit. You're right. And, you're right. And, 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 and collaborate and meet people and talk shit if you want to. Here, here's or the not. thing. I'm it, too like, busy. <laughs> I was, uh, I was on it. I was just checking it out because uh, shout out to the homegirl Domo. She said, you know, she was oh, all these different uh, rooms I should be in about like cannabis culture and, you know, street art and things like that. But I'm just kind of like, um i was just like man it's weird to it because it's not on demand right you're kind of just tuning in like how you're tuning into the radio you're just right. up and all of a sudden there's just this just this dude talking and he's like this is what you got to do man you gotta <laughs> you gotta not get cheese on your cheeseburger save that 50 cents and invest it in the market man like you know i mean there's a guy like talking like that and then like he has like a bunch of listeners but i mean there's a problem because like i don't know there's the moderators man like you know what i mean the moderators like kick people out of the rooms and like uh yeah you know what i mean like it's just but like, you're hanging out in some weird rooms because that that's that's <laughs> definitely not the rooms like i'm in like the rooms i'm in like we're literally like hey what's your you know how do you want like who, what do you do who do you need to connect with like maybe oh. we know somebody and may, and if we do we'll connect you dm me on my instagram and i'll connect you or if you like like nfts have you guys talked about that here you know what oh, yeah. I, actually i actually brought up a couple um nfts uh cases i wanted to just kind of show because they involve street art too so i'm just yeah. gonna bring it up <clears throat> and i've got I, i'm working on two nfts right now that i hope to release in the next couple in the next like month nice. um, smart very smart uh, kiwi this is a uh, k-i-w-i-e um a worldwide famous latvian collect street art collective is unveiling a series of blockchain enabled art um so uh this is like what they released and i think they you know they're releasing the real street art locations in a hundred sorry a thousand and one locations across the world so it's kind of like people are getting like creative with nfts i saw that uh you know shepherd shout out shepherd yeah releasing a nft mural on super rare he did the launch party on clubhouse so i was listening in with him and his wife on there and a bunch of other and he did the launch party on clubhouse the day it went you know that it was supposed to bid and i guess it went for something like 100 ethereum which was like you know 130 or 140,000 bucks yeah and yeah yeah 25 percent of that went to um oh, i forget what charity but of course you know he donated a bunch to the charity and uh you know the rest of it was going to support his art habit so like you know it's uh it's it's yeah, I mean, it, you feel like people are just like getting lazier and lazier. They're just like, hey, man, I don't want to leave the house. I, I just want to sit here in my room and just like r- yell at my phone and make money. <laughs> you know? This one guy that, I, that I've been on a, in a room with a lot, he, he logs 63 hours on Clubhouse in one week. Like, Jesus, it's just man. insane. Clearly, he doesn't, he owns a company, so I guess he doesn't have to run it. And he uh, doesn't have kids. He's not married. You know, he doesn't have Little League or anything like that. You know, so it's, it's, he's fine, you know. <laughs> Well, it's true, but you, you know, I think, you know, Clubhouse definitely like for us is interesting. I was just saying that I don't think enough of our listeners are on it yet because I would love to use it to take calls, man. You know, I think it's pretty cool. 
you should honestly you could host this sometimes on clubhouse and start up a room and invite street artists and start a conversation and promote mm. the uh, promote the podcast there too and occasionally mm. just set it up where you guys just host a show and you're talking david speed just comes in and starts talking to you and you invite him to the podcast and then like you know you can extend it i'm i'm a i'm not a i like, I like instagram because i do photography right so yeah. I, I like it for that reason I like Facebook a little bit because I have some family that's in Canada and some other places that I like sharing kids pictures with. Right. So like yeah. I use it for that. Um, I don't, I, I don't like TikTok. I don't like snap. I don't like any of these things. My job revolves media and, 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 and advertising on social media. So I'm into it a little bit for that reason, but clubhouse is a networking opportunity. Mm. I can, you can meet clients, you can meet, you know, people like minded people, you can do those types of things there and have conversations and it doesn't have to be a rowdy mess. It can be very professional and like, you know, but casual, especially like smaller rooms of like 10 or 20 people where everyone can talk and those places are really respectful. And so if you want, let's set up a PTTP clubhouse and I'll help moderate to get you guys off the ground. And then Dude. we can start like, you know, building that and, and do all those types of things. But teacher going to have to get on the platform, but it's not something that a lot of friends are going to like. Do I have to have another fucking that. password? <laughs> no, you just need your phone number. Yeah. 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 And you know what, you know what, James, we're definitely going to talk. You, passwords I, I, are like one of the reasons that, you know, why you I don't mean, do a lot of things. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> yeah. I got, I got an app for you. I'll hold all your passwords. No, I know. And I forgot the password to it. So I, <laughs> But James, I, I honestly, I think I love your program director mind coming. And to be honest, like I don't have enough hours in the day to like, kind of like, I, I, I it's always been my dream. Yes, you do. You just don't know what you're doing. He does. <laughs> you're right. I, I don't kid. have enough hours in the fucking you know I mean? day. Okay. <laughs> I mean, music is my baby, man. So, you, you know, but, but what I'm saying is like, you know, I would love to just brainstorm with you, uh, you know, sometime and just kind of like talk about some opportunities, man. Cause, um, you know, and I really, really appreciate just like dude, the fact that you you know all these little details, man. It just makes me feel about us, man. Like, you know, I'm just like, dude, I feel honored, man, that you know you're a listener and you actually you're in radio because you know I mean, I'm like, oh, okay, it's actually, wanting to help. I mean, how awesome is that, man? That's true Thank too, so man. Much. Yeah, exactly, man. And uh, well, as you know, I'll get on the new platform. You know, if I gotta push some buttons, sit here in front of a fucking, you know, whatever. <laughs> You, you send me your um, I'll, I'll, just send me your your phone number and yeah. I'll I'll send you a, a link or or James you can do it you probably know his phone number um and you know we can get on there and then we'll link and then we should start up a PTTP room and then we occasionally host a room and invite everybody and I'm telling you this type of thing would do awesome there because there's a lot I met this guy I'm willing to give it a shot dude so. yeah I'm willing Saeed. to give it a shot too I met this other guy named Saeed who's out of Mexico and he does uh, um uh, street art but in um uh oh man i'm blanking on it but it's all like calligraphy art calligraphy art kind of mm. like um nice. or somebody um, retina or somebody who's that cryptic yeah like kind of like retina, retina. kind of like retina okay. yeah kind of like retina but he does it a little more cutifully and a little i mean they all do it a little with their own style so he's sure. got a really cool thing that that does that and i would totally you know another guy i met on there that's now following me on instagram and i'm following and we're talking to and like you know i definitely would get a couple guys like that to invite their friends and you'd still start build out you know your whole clubhouse network and i promise you to parlay if we do it right into the podcast yeah i love it man i love it man and dude i've man, heard that man. word before parlay when it can be a good thing so and it can be you get a bunch of them in a row and you win lots of money in vegas <laughs>
and I do, man. And I love. I'm gonna have to pick your brain about, uh, you know, like selling ads because I don't really know how to do that, man. Like, yeah, let's talk about that. I'd love to. Be, I'd love to be a part of that. I'd love to oh, be yeah, a part. Of that. Well, dude, man, you know, we're gonna have to have you on again, obviously, because this was such Let a great know. conversation, man. And uh, like I said, if we're gonna be doing some clubhouse stuff, with not you, just I, as a guest either. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. You know, what I mean, so maybe as a hey, part. I would, yeah. yes, I would love to. That would be awesome. I mean, I think you know, again, respect to you guys for starting this and hosting it and staying consistent with it you know and, and caring about it because that's that's half of it right and the next step is what do you do with it from there and you know yeah. the fact that you guys are doing these events and doing this I mean like you're doing all the right things it's just you just got to continue to grow it and then maybe you know start to do a little more social media teach on on some of these channels and you know stuff like that but but get my kids to do it eventually chart training yeah, these little totally, fuckers man totally they already know <laughs> he's 10 he knows baseball and social media class Fuck. exactly but teach i'd love to i'd love to kind of uh, when let me know when you're at the park at the field next and we'll we'll, we'll i want to i want to shake your hand and meet you in person and uh james let's connect on the clubhouse oh yeah and then and we'll meet um, in person too definitely man yeah like, yeah uh, absolutely yeah. We'll go out to dinner or something man hell yeah ah, that'd be, uh, go out to dinner would be just awesome period right <laughs> but, actually yeah, i know I know. And then, and then if I could just throw it out there, I, I do have my solo show this weekend. So I'll send yes. you guys an invite. If you guys Absolutely, can join, if man. you guys, if you we guys have nothing to do on Saturday, it. it's a virtual show. You know, you we'll post about it on LA Star Gallery um, too. And then, uh, you know what, Saturday I will be in Chicago, but you know, like I said, we'll, yeah. we'll, we will, uh, we will promote the shit out of it on all our channels, man. So oh, I appreciate that. On this podcast, man. So you know, I, <laughs> I also, like I said, we'll, I'll catch uh, it on the, the replay, man. But uh, hell yeah. Thank you so much, oh, man. Awesome. It's been a fucking awesome time hanging out Thank with a fe another fellow Gaucho, man. We're going to have to have you on again, dude. That was a fast hour, dude. Yeah, man. Can you nice. drop your social, man, just so uh, um, you, yeah, you know, the audience can follow you? Sure. It's Art, uh, it's Art Snitch by James. Hell yeah. That's a whole other story, Art Snitch. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to have to get into know. it next time then. Yeah. I've got to tell a story James. about that. <laughs> All right, cool. I That's will. how fast this hour went. That was one of my things that I was very curious about when you didn't get to it. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> looking forward to the next time, James. Much too. Hell yeah. Stay tuned for more. Stay tuned for more, right? That's how you keep him in, right? <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> there you man. Go. Thank you so much, man. So, uh, cool. we'll talk Thanks, to you guys. next time. All right. So, uh, to the audience, uh, follow us at PTTP Show. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Fuck you, whoever left that one-star review and was a coward not to say anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyways, thank you so much to the audience. Love you guys. Take care and peace. All right. Thanks. Peace. Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. 
Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.